This episode of the Marshall Focus podcast is sponsored by Hold True Tattoo Studios. The studio will be opening in Hamilton in the next couple of weeks and is owned and operated by Chief Artist Brian Bell. So have a wee look on Instagram and on social media for Hold True Tattoo Studios. If you're at all interested in uh, getting some artwork done, uh, contact Brian directly. Brian is just a fantastic uh, artist and tattooist, and we highly recommend him. So we're super excited and super proud to have a Hold True Tattoo Studios as our new sponsor for the podcast. Hi, Joanne. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not technology. Bad. Technology oh. is great, but sometimes it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Uh, listen, just right for the off, just thanks so much for, especially so close to, to, to your upcoming fight, just thanks so much for, for coming on. Uh, we're just a really small podcast. What do you mean so close? I'm, I'm just starting. Well, starting my camp. <laughs> it's, uh, that, that's what happens when you take when you take last minute fights, isn't it? Hey. The we're, we're based out in Hamilton, uh, which isn't nice. very far from where you grew up. Uh, so, well, I know that I don't have you uh, for long. As I say, I, I know that you'll be you'll be busy. But a uh, couple of things I'd like to cover, if that would be okay. We, we want to have a wee chat with you, obviously about. Uh, about your upcoming fight uh, with Jennifer Meyer. And what I wanted to do, if possible, was just sort of circle back to your time in Scotland and then just building up to having a having a UFC championship opportunity not that long ago, which, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Still going to happen. Exactly, exactly. So uh, you were due to fight uh, Valentina Shevchenko. And she got injured, so that's that's been postponed. Uh, how how are you feeling about sort of that opportunity not being there at the moment, but then you've got a new opportunity for the for the upcoming fight on August first? I'm excited because basically the way I, I see it is I don't want to be stuck on the shelf and then have to fight one of the best in my division, you know. Mm. For me, I'm a fighter. I want to stay active. I want to stay busy. Uh, I have that killer instinct in me, and there's only so much you can let out in training. So for me, I'm just like, I need to get myself back in there. I need need, uh, ring time, and I need some money. And I thought, fuck it, let's just do it. Because, like I said, it's not like I'm going up with, I'm starting my career here. Yeah. I I haven't got time on my side, you know. I want to still be active even. It's like I've been on the bench for injuries and stuff, but being on the bench or the shelf, as they say, uh, knowing you've got a great opportunity, but still having to stay in, the, stay in with all the emotions, stay in the zone and, and getting better every day. But, you're not really seeing uh, with fights. You can see results, and you can feel that ah, 
I'd done that good and I have to work on that and I smash someone, you know, you yeah. get that killer instinct out. And right now, yeah, I just, I'm missing that. I mean, it's, uh, myself and my wife have been sort of huge fans of yours, uh, going away back and we're at the two fight nights in Glasgow. Uh, the second one, which was an absolute robbery, uh, remembering back. Uh, but yeah, do you know, it's that killer instinct that I always remember when you were in Glasgow, that second fight night for the UFC, there was a poster going about and, and then you sh I think you shared it on social media and I actually wrote it down here so I wouldn't forget to, to ask you about it. And the quote at the time was, uh, you don't need to be allowed to be heard. Do you remember that? Yeah, and that yeah. Was just, that was just sort of Jojo, just 100% what we sort of believed you were like. Uh, but you've progressed so much uh, since, since that time. You are still one of the more reserved characters, but you just let it all out when you're in, in the octagon and you let, your, you let the sort of the fighting do the talking for you. Is that something you, you're conscious of or are you trying to change to get a wee bit more out there and be a wee bit more noticed now or are you still the, still the same? I'm still the same. <laughs> and I feel that from being in Scotland and I guess that's me as a person though. I've always been shy and but I've had this like anger and this this uh, like the killer instinct to come yeah. out. Yeah. So that's why as soon as I done Muay Thai from when I was like thirteen, just clicked and I knew this is where I can have my outlet yeah. and be you know, be uh, not be someone else but just forget who I am or forget what's going on around me and just be in the moment and love what I was actually doing at the time. Yeah. So for me, like my stepson, I'm, <laughs> I want him to be confident in front of the, the camera and be confident. So I feel like because when before, you can see it in my first interview for Invicta, I think uh, you see someone put the microphone in my, and you're, I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, and I've always wanted to be myself and I feel like people have related to that of me not changing and that kind of thing and I am kind of quiet and people can relate to that but also I still want to be have the confidence to speak to interviewers and yeah. I feel like it's been years I've been fighting for years and I'm still not you know what I'm going to relax here and enjoy this moment of talking to someone and talking about myself yep, which yep. has been a, a big thing because we're we're brought up to basically be the underdogs and yep. be beaten <laughs> on and like you, what do you know kind of thing so that's why I'm usually the quietest person in the room because I'm just listening and like ah. <laughs> Do you know I think I think that's why uh, you maybe hit the nail on the head there and I think it might be why the Scottish fans are, you're, you're totally relatable to us. Uh, and again, myself and my wife run a, a sort of small Taekwondo school in Hamilton, uh, in Lark Hall, not far from where you grew up, down in sort of Ayrshire Way. And uh, it's totally, totally relatable that you, 
it's inspiring actually from being perfectly honest to have someone who grew up not far from where we've got all these sort of wonderful kids and adults coming through our school uh, and it's now going to be I mean the life that you've built for yourself through that hard work is really it was one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you because I want this going out to people so that they can see just what's achievable uh, through the hard work and the talent we can't forget about that the talent that you've 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 clearly well, the talent obviously had work put into it because like that I feel like the killer instinct uh, was there the hard work was there I saw my mom uh, going to work early she was always the last one out so that hard work was kind of in me I came from I was swimming I was up early before uh, school so all that helped and the talent you know I wasn't the best I didn't go into the gym and uh, was just naturally gifted yeah. I had yeah I had that kind of oh I'm going to punch something <laughs> feeling but I feel like everyone's got that you know yeah, the yeah. stresses and that kind of thing but for me I, I was in the gym before anyone else I was on the bag I was drilling and that's still the way to this day you know I go in there I make sure maybe not as much training is going on now because I'm older but now <laughs> it's switched to mobility and I'm in there and I'm on the mat before uh, before I have to yeah. and that's where talent comes from. Yeah uh, so there's been lots going on in your life over the last few years uh, even again if we can and if we have time even if we go, we go back to your sort of grip house days uh, the Dinky Ninjas, uh, just brilliant sort of times that you had, but you're now based in Las Vegas at Syndicate mm -hmm. and uh, you're engaged to head coach uh, John Wood. Uh, mm -hmm. So your life's just totally sort of switched around since since growing up. Was it Kilmarnock or in Irvine? Kilmarnock. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so uh, you started off at 13, did you say? And yeah, that was it was around that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. And that was at the Grip House? No, that was actually in a small town, disgusting town hall in Kilmarnock. Okay. A bit, like, there was like dog classes and things and wooden floor, yeah. no mats. It, we know it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know it well. Uh, and then obviously you progressed to... Uh, as I say, fighting out of Glasgow, then fighting at the Grip House. Before, again, you, you've you've had a couple of camps before you've you've settled on this one. I think you've had. Is it is it fair to say that you've had the most growth at, at the current camp? And obviously, this is the happiest you've been, and and probably this has moved you on even further. Do you think? Yeah. So it was basically, I, I Grip House is great, but I felt like. Uh, my life, my uh, re relationship at the time wasn't going good. So, and then the Ultimate Fighter happened. Yeah. I had uh, one of my friends died of cancer. I was all over the place, and I was like looking for somewhere else to go, kind of thing. Yeah. And I went to Canada, TriStar Gym. Yeah. Stayed in the dorms there, and the first few months, it it was okay, but. I probably had signs of, eh, this probably isn't the gym for you. Yeah. But me being, no, I'm going to make this work. 
I've left home for this and I'm going to just stick it in and do it. So because me forcing that, I felt like things just, I had okay fights there and I didn't feel like I put my whole MMA together, my Muay Thai, my Jiu Jitsu stuff, I was still doing things separate. And then that's been the biggest thing coming to Vegas is we put everything together. Yeah. Uh, John Wood, the coaches, like the glue that put everything together. We put uh, good jiu-jitsu with scrambles to wrestling to Muay Thai. And uh, so I feel that that worked for me. So after Canada, I went to Sweden, uh, Thailand, uh, Australia, you know, I was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But now looking back i'm like oh okay it got me to here so i can't really read back into it oh geez you are lost you're doing this you're going there and that's not right now consistency the biggest thing for me i've now been here for more than two years and i've been training like training has not stopped and before traveling and going places you can't stay consistent with that and actually my my head coach at the grip house guy Randy, amazing guy. I don't know if you know him, but uh, he was the one that said to me, "He's like, you know, the biggest thing with you is consistency. Right. When you come back here, you're going back over there. It's not good." And he's definitely really wise guy and uh, someone that I love dearly and miss. But he was part of my journey. He still is and loves coming back to. Scotland and going to the grip house but I know that where I am right here is where I'm supposed to be and and I think you I think no matter what your sort of job or uh, sort of calling in life is uh, you wouldn't be the Jojo 2.0 I guess this sort of reincarnation that you've kind of had you wouldn't have done that if you hadn't have had all those experiences and, and it's important to... I wouldn't have had to, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have had to. It's... I would have went on the Ultimate Fighter and been champion, and then who knows what would have happened, but maybe I probably went, I ended up here and met my match. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, definitely all of those things do play uh, a part in your, your path. How are... Uh... How has the, how is your sort of Scottish heritage, has that, do you think that that's been an advantage or a, or a sort of disadvantage in the sort of huge, being in America, being in the biggest, I mean, being honest, you're in the biggest fighting promotion in the world. Uh, I think you were the first Scottish professional mixed martial artist. Uh, has your heritage worked work for you there? Is it, or are you... Robert Whiteford was the first, but I was the first female, so you can, you won't, we, we won't get into sexies and all that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I better add that in there because she'll, she'll uh, be on at me. Right. Uh, I feel like the biggest thing for me was Shannon Knapp, but Victor, because yeah. I was constantly, I knew I had to get over here or I had to get a fight because yeah. this is where the MMA scene was. And she, I don't know, like, she took a chance with me. I only had three fights, and maybe she did. She did, like, 
my personality and that I was Scottish and that but really I think I owe it to her taking that chance and flying me over there and uh, yeah but it definitely helps because there's no one like us <laughs> you can say that again <laughs> I think when you're over uh, we've been sort of lucky enough to spend uh, quite a bit of time in the States as well and there's there's definitely a and I guess I would assume that Canada would be the same for your time there there's definitely a an affection towards uh, Scots yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah for um, sure the, <laughs> bringing, bringing it back to your sort of current position at the moment as we said Right at the beginning, you were due to fight the, the flyweight champion, or and then that got delayed. You're now fighting. You're ranked three at the moment, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. You're fighting the number six fighter, so there's a big risk there. Uh, I'm sure you're going to tell me that there's absolutely no risk, and I'm fully obviously behind you there. But uh, could that go ahead or go against you? Sorry, maybe getting a title shop or are you quite confident that, that is going to be the next stage when uh, Shevchenko comes back and she's fit again? Listen, the way I see it is I don't want to uh, be out for a year and then fight the, the best girl in my division. Yep. If I can stay active until, okay, because she's just fought at the start of the year and she's doing her rehab and that kind of thing. She's traveling. So that's good. She's earned that. She's earned that respect and she's earned to be the champion say when she's coming back. She's not going to fight when until she's a hundred percent. So for me, the risk of, of sitting out is not going to be good. Um yeah. I need to be in there. I need to be active. I, I've said that from day one. I just wanted that's why I left Muay Thai. Wasn't getting any fights. Yeah. And then when I get to UFC, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to get a fight. I, I would like every two weeks, but uh, every whenever they offer. Yep. Uh, and that can be good and bad. But uh, so the risk for me was staying out and not being active. And I wanted, I wanted, my main goal was to be the best so and fight the best. So Jennifer Maya, she's still up there. Yeah, yeah. And I feel, you know what? The division right now, Flyweight, is still really new. Mm -hmm. So even if I do lose, I go back and uh, fight to get another two fights, get two good wins, come back, and I'm probably back in line for a title fight. So I thought talking to my coach and manager, it made more sense. Yeah. I think you've... If you're at the top like you are, it doesn't just mean it doesn't mean the opportunities are going to just as you've just said they're not just going to make appear all the time. You've got to there was an opportunity. I take it that the UFC phoned and says, "Listen, do you want this chance?" You've just got to grab it. I would imagine. Yep, I saw it as a sign. I told them uh, when they told me that Valentina was putting it back again. I was like, we made that decision of. Let's tell them that we want to take a fight. And then just by chance, a sign, yeah. the next day we got a, a fight. Yeah, it's not uh, ideal because it's two weeks notice, but I've been training. I've not stopped training since my last fight, and it's a fight at the end of the day. So I'm just looking forward to getting in there and 
uh, banging it out. How is, as I say, since you, you went to Syndicate, and I think one of the main, re and again, uh, hopefully you agree with this, but I think one of the main uh, improvements you've shown is on your wrestling, your, your, your sort of strength uh, in the sort of wrestling exchanges, and adding that to your sort of Muay Thai, it created, uh, which I love, by the way, with the promotion of uh, like Jojo 2.0, this, this new fighter. And then obviously you've got the uh, the UFC Performance Institute. I see you training there a lot as well. Uh, just how much or how confident are you in the improvements that you've made over the last sort of year or so? I'm super confident. I'm starting. And, you know, when I first got here, and we were doing everything at the PI, we were seeing like where my body was at and what damage I had done with uh, always going to straw weight. And then each camp now, I've started to see my body change. Yep. And now I've got, I feel like I've, I can actually tell people, you know what, I'm a professional athlete. Whereas before, when I would fight go so low to straw weight and then balloon back up, I had no consistency in my weight. And right now, a few fights on, now I'm like a perfect walk around weight and I can take short notice fights and my health is much better. And that's thanks to the Performance Institute and uh, them putting knowledge on me to be better and to know my body better. And with syndicate it's just um, I'm training with so many top girls yeah. that I've never had in my career I've never had a female training partner I've always wanted one I've always wished I had uh, someone like me yeah. right next to me yeah. uh, to train with but now I'm at syndicate and there's so many top girls even now like the other day there was 10 girls on the mat can't you can't argue with that yeah. and girls are completely different to training than guys and that's basically what I've been doing most of my career fighting the guys that I end up getting beaten up and having to defend everything and not beating on my confidence so yeah. although the girls still they're they're really good but <laughs> uh, it's it's different kind of good so I definitely think those aspects of played uh a difference in my confidence moving forward. I mean, if you look at, I remember when the the UFC first introduced female fighters, and or before that, when Dana White had said, "There's no way I'm ever going to have female fighters in the UFC," and you guys are some of the 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 most technically proficient fighters in the roster now. Uh, women's MMA, just as I say, I know I know we don't have you for much longer, but just if you can give us some sort of thoughts on where women's martial arts and mixed martial arts in particular is now compared to even five years ago, four years ago. In Scotland or just... <laughs> well, no, listen, <laughs> <'Cause> I, <that's... laughs> anywhere, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think for, I, I see it growing massively. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at flyweights. Flyweight division wasn't in here like uh, two, three, four years ago. Yeah. So there's another division. They added uh, featherweight. So it must be growing. And I feel like 
we as women we have to be we we're always like thinking and we always have to have a plan and have to know how everything's done so technically we uh i don't want to say better but i feel like we 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 try and work on techniques and and those aspects so i don't want to say that we're better than guys because we're both pretty much the same but i feel like if that's an advantage for us then we think a lot and we put a lot of thought into drilling techniques and yeah. having it down I, I mean it's i can see it i can see it is <laughs> <laughs> your wife behind you uh, in front of you <laughs> yeah she's a uh, she's up yeah. with moment. but no listen i can see it you see female fighters and obviously uh, Joanne yourself included in this it's just you just seem to have cleaner uh, more precise techniques and, and just be more more technical uh, and again going back to, to, to watching Muay Thai uh, shows even here or or Taekwondo shows as, as, as or tournaments as we are part of the, the, the female fighters just definitely seem to have better technique in my humble opinion so as I say you might not want to say it, but but I, I can definitely, I can definitely. I think say. I think we have to prove more, and it's something that I've got. Yeah, I've got to know over going to different gyms. Yeah. Like a a girl coming into a gym, and you have to like basically earn respect. Yeah. And which is something I don't mind because I feel like anyone going to a new gym should earn the respect, and you should be there and uh, show that you're not there just to get a picture at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, one last wee thing uh, before, we, before we finish up. The, as I said, sort of near the beginning of the podcast, the, for someone like yourself, uh, starting off in Scotland uh, and eventually heading towards, hopefully, uh, not just having a, a shot at the, the UFC Championship, but actually winning it, uh, mm -hmm. what, what advice would you give to young girls and young boys starting off in martial arts and, and sort of wanting to follow their dream I guess just if they have that bug just go with it and uh, believe and the one thing that I've learned is just never give up no matter what uh, people are saying around you or uh, just never give up and set a plan and set goals write in a journal and just be believe and like i've started doing this with my stepson being in front of the mirror and saying you're strong and we're going to mix up different words yeah. like stand in front of the mirror and believe who you are and who you want to be and run with it you know it's not going to be a easy easy road for me i had to work 12-hour shifts but i saw that 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 fire under me didn't burn out i knew i had to do these things so you have to sacrifice a lot of things but uh, you'll get to where you want to be if you do believe and you you make those sacrifices which for jojo calderwood hopefully uh soon will be the ufc champion Fingers crossed. Okay, Jojo, so you're fighting Jennifer Meyer uh, on August 1st at the UFC Apex Centre. Uh, Apex, yeah. 
brilliant, fantastic. Right, honestly, Jojo, uh, thank you so much. Uh, when we started the podcast, no, thank you. You were one of the people that I, I definitely wanted wanted on, uh, and okay. I, I'm really honoured that you, you you agreed to come on and have a wee quick chat with us. All right. Yep. Thank you for having um, me. No bother. God bless you, Jojo. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. 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 Bye.